0: Hi there, I'm Sue Alberts from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 85. And today I want to talk about the extraordinary, ordinary things of life. Before I get into this week's topic, I would just like to share a little bit of news Last week, I moved my Stories of an Unschooling Family blog from Blogger to WordPress. I'd read a lot of blog posts and watched videos about how you can do this in 20 minutes. Yes, people were telling me that it's an easy process to move from Blogger to WordPress. But I found out that it's not. Well, the actual moving was okay. Once I was able to get my domain name released from my blogger blog, so that I could use it with my WordPress blog, I imported all my blog content. And yes, that was really easy. And buying a theme to go on my new blog, that was also easy. There was lots of choice. But then when I went to view all my blog posts, nearly 600 of them, I discovered that all the formatting had been messed up. The majority of my posts no longer had paragraphs. There were other problems too. Videos had disappeared. Other media as well. And then my comments. They were all showing my email address instead of my Google profile. So last week, I spent practically every spare hour working on my blog, reformatting all those posts. And my daughter Sophie was helping me She did all my comments for me. We sat there side by side with our eyes glued to our computer screens for hours each day. And I haven't done anything else but blog for the last week. That's of course beside doing some things with my daughter Gemma Rose. But yes, all my spare time has been blogging. A few times during the last week, I nearly gave up. Did I really want to continue blogging? It just seemed like such a big job to get all my blog posts in order. And every day I kept saying, look, I'll get it all finished by tonight. I'll get my blog online again. And every evening, just before I went to bed, I realized that I had so much work to do still. I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. And yesterday, Sunday evening, even though my blog isn't perfect and I still have a lot of blog posts left to reformat, I decided to put my blog online again. As I said to Sophie, if I don't get my blog online soon, it could be months before I actually get it looking the way I want. By that time, maybe I won't have any readers left. So I'm hoping that if you go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, You will like the new blog, the new design, but I also hope you'll be patient with those posts which are hard to read at the moment, the ones that don't have paragraphs. Hopefully it won't be too long before my blog is back to normal. Besides all the work, it has been quite exciting setting up a new blog with WordPress. A lot of different options. I'm sure that I'm going to find out more possibilities as I'm blogging. This will be the very first blog post on my new blog. I will put some show notes up in a post to go with this podcast. And I invite you to come over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, and have a look around. Tell me what you think of the design. Do you think things are easy to find? Even though when you do find some posts, they might not be very easy to read. But can you find them? Well, I hope you will be able to. So that was really all my news of last week because I didn't have time for anything else. This week's big news is that it is my son Thomas' birthday on Wednesday. You might know that Thomas died 17 years ago. And usually we celebrate his birthday by going to the cemetery, buying him another bear to add to his birthday bear collection, having a birthday cake, just generally remembering him. I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about Thomas's birthday. This is probably the first time I've sat down and really thought about it. I haven't brought him a birthday bear this year, and I don't really want to go to the cemetery on Wednesday. What I really want to do is forget about the pain, the grief, because I know that after 17 years, the pain really isn't getting any smaller. Yes, it gets hidden away for most of the year, but the few days before his birthday, my heart seems to say, hey, Thomas's birthday is coming along even if you don't want to think about it, feel a little bit tearful. And the sad thing is, as the years are going by, that I am experiencing this pain more and more on my own. People that came to the funeral, people that were our friends at the time of Thomas's death, they've all sort of drifted away. Yes, there's a couple of close friends that I still have who remember Thomas every year. But I guess most people think, hey, it was so long ago, we're not needed anymore, She's fine. She's probably got used to it, probably the pain has decreased. And in lots of ways it has, but it does come back very sharply just around the time of Thomas' birthday. And I have realized that I'm going into the future and I'm the only person who's feeling that pain anymore. And it feels really lonely. I'm probably going to turn into one of those old women. People are going to look at me and smile and say, hey, she can't forget that son she lost years and years ago. Think I'm a bit strange. Bit of a crazy old woman. Hanging on to that pain. And it's not hanging on to the pain at all. Because I want to let that pain go. I want to wrap it up, put it somewhere, get rid of it. I don't want it in my heart any longer. And so I'd like to forget. I don't want to remember Thomas's birthday this year. But I guess trying to forget, acting as if it is not a special day, I don't think that's really going to work. Because my heart will know, even if I don't do anything. So I've been thinking about Thomas today, even though I have been trying not to think about it for the last week or so. At the back of my mind has been the thought, his birthday is coming along, and I really should order that, birthday bear, go shopping, buy him some flowers, that type of thing. But I've been resisting, pushing it away. But today I'm thinking about it. And though you may not have lost a baby and not been in this situation, I hope you don't mind this podcast being dedicated to Thomas. This is my little gift, the way I am remembering him this year. Now this is a story I want to tell you, and it's a faith story, because I never would have survived Thomas' death without God. And I know that a lot of people that listen to my podcasts are secular unschoolers. And I hope you will excuse me today, and I hope that you will actually keep on listening, because the message I have to give today, I think, can be applied to everyone regardless of whether you believe in God or whether you don't, I still think that there is a message that we can share. We are all going to be affected by grief in our lives, whether we have a faith or not. We all know that fear of losing somebody. How will we cope? What if suffering comes to our days? Will life go on as normal? Or will we suddenly not be interested in the little things of life? So I have a story that I want to read out to you today. One that I wrote for Thomas a few years ago. It's about the extraordinary, ordinary things of life. But before I get into the story, those words remind me of a comment somebody left on Facebook last week to do with my last podcast, Episode 84, Are we living a second best kind of unschooling life? I was comparing our conventional life with the more adventurous types of unschooling lives that other people are living. And Alyssa left a comment, and this is a few words from her comment. She said, It is nice to follow a family similar to ours, And no, it is okay not to be one of those unconventional folks and unschool. It is possible to be ordinary doing the extraordinary. And I agree. I think that our unschooling lives, regardless of how we live, they are all very extraordinary. But now on to my story The Extraordinary Ordinary Things of Life. I am at Thomas's Wake. I have his memory box on my knee, and I take out a few photos and pass them to a friend. He was a chubby baby, she exclaims. I reply, he wasn't really. Those photos were taken at the funeral home. He looked different at the hospital. I think about this. I remember how much I longed to see Thomas once more at the funeral home before his burial. He was in his coffin at the far end of the room and I hurried towards him. And then suddenly, I stopped. He didn't look like my baby. In some way, he'd changed since I'd left him at the hospital. Tears rolled down my face and I wondered, Did they get the babies muddled up? Is this really Thomas? My friend's voice interrupts my thoughts. She's asking me another question. And I open my mouth to reply. My lips move, but the words won't form. I try again. And again, I fail to say anything. I have lost control of my speech. My friend notices my difficulties and hurriedly says, You don't have to say anything. It's okay. But it's not okay at all. I want to tell her about my son, but I can't. I don't want her to move off and leave me alone. But she thinks she's upsetting me. She pats me on the shoulder and hurries away. And I am helpless. Yes, I remember the day I lost control of my speech. But it wasn't just the ability to form words that I'd lost. I'd lost control of my whole life. Life can go on the same, day in and day out. It's known and comfortable. And we feel secure. We think we're in control. Yes, we have problems to deal with, but we cope. And then one day we wake up and life has changed forever. And we know there is absolutely nothing we can do about it. I am very aware of how life can change so quickly. I travel through my comfortable days where I'm seemingly in control. And I wonder how long it will last. What plans has God got for me? Will he allow my world to be turned upside down again? Will I once again sink into that pit of suffering. I remember going to town a few days after Thomas died. As I walked through the shopping centre, I noticed two happy young women. As I passed them, I wondered how they could continue to laugh and chat together about nothing of real importance. Didn't the air around them turn cold as I walked by? Couldn't they see I was no ordinary woman, but one gripped by the arms of grief? Why were their lives so normal and happy? How could they enjoy the trivial things of life? The trivial things of life. It's strange how unimportant some things seem when we are grieving. What if my world fell apart today? Would I continue my normal routine? Would I be interested in the little things of life? No, I don't think I would. I think of the possibility of more suffering and my heart skips a beat. A feeling of dread and fear overcomes me that threatens to spoil the present moment. And then I tell myself not to be silly. I say, trust. Live life to the full and don't look ahead. Be thankful for the joys of today. Don't let thoughts of possible pain to come spoil the present. The future is God's concern, not mine. My job is to concentrate on the little things of life. So I get involved in the little things of life. I think about what I'm going to wear for the day. I stand under the shower and enjoy the tingling of the hot water upon my skin. I spend time with God. I pray and read. I hang washing on the line and feel the warmth of the sun. Later, I challenge my body to a long run. Afterwards, I sit at the lunch table and devour my sandwich as I answer the girl's eager question. How far did you run today, Mum? We work. We share books. We chat. We laugh. We write. We discuss what we shall cook for dinner. Then my husband Andy arrives home. We hug. I pour a glass of wine and we exchange news. Eventually, our ordinary day comes to an end. My children arrive one by one to say goodnight. I think about how much I love my family. I love them so much it hurts. And the present moment threatens to be spoiled by the question, what if? But I don't let it. I really have no cause to worry. I think about Thomas's death when I lost control over every aspect of my life, even my speech. I was sure my life was over. But here I am, full of joy, surrounded by love and loving. I still have no control over my life. I don't even want control anymore. Yes, I am aware that God could allow any sort of sorrow and suffering to touch me but I also know he will always be there to bring me through it, for hasn't he already done that before? So I live in the present moment, and I enjoy the ordinary things of life, which I suddenly realize aren't so ordinary after all. Ordinary becomes powerfully extraordinary when combined with love. So as each child comes to say goodnight, I enfold her within my arms and I hug. I hug tightly, my eyes closed, my heart overflowing with love. This is today. This is what is important. This is an extraordinary, ordinary moment. So I hope that you will look at the ordinary moments in your lives and realize that they're not really ordinary at all. They are extraordinary. Yes, we are privileged to live this unschooling way of life. A life of love, a life of joy. And if anybody is still thinking about whether they should unschool or not, I say, trust, go out there, do it while you can. Love, turn your lives into extraordinary lives. So that is my story for this week. I'm sure that I'll be back to some more conventional type unschooling stories next week. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for sharing my son Thomas for a few minutes. And one last thing before I finish this episode. I would like to thank Home for School from the USA who left a review for my podcast on iTunes. It's been so long since I had a podcast review that I was quite surprised this week. Usually, when I get my podcast review summary, it says, no new podcast reviews this month. And so, when I got this one last week, I thought, wow, someone has reviewed my podcast. This is wonderful, and it made me smile. So, thank you, Home for School. Home for School said, my favorite blog. This blog is so full of encouragement. I love the stories she shares about her family and their unschooling journey. Sue is a wealth of information, often sharing useful recommendations. You may be inspired to dream big. Thank you. And if anybody else would like to write a review of my podcast, please do. I would really appreciate that. Not so much for myself, but to spread the word about unschooling. To get my podcast noticed on iTunes. And by doing that, to share, as I said, the word about unschooling. So until next week, look at all those ordinary moments in your lives with the eyes of love. Take time to appreciate your children and all the wonderful things that we can do in our unschooling lives. And trust, respect, and love unconditionally.